Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Movies That Made Me is now a proud member of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. This is The Movies That Made Me with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. Joe, just so you know, we'll, we'll pretend to, uh, to have the usual icy distance, but Alex is an old friend of mine. Um, <laughs> oh, I know I'm be able to tell because you have an icy distance with all your friends. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. But Alex, I, I realized it like, putting, I, I don't know for sure. Are you, you're officially, you're the showrunner on Mutang. We right? are co-showrunners. Me and Riz are co-showrunners. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and along with Riza, there you go. Excellent, excellent. How are you? Uh, are you uh, you all excited about the Oscars today? You, um... you know, I, I I have to say I found um, in making television and having two children, my consumption of all such things has plummeted considerably. <laughs> that that will do it. <laughs> yeah, shockingly, it's 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 really you know, and then you got to kind of manage like how much you pay attention to that shit because it's like I had to make a choice. Uh, this year, I mean, you know, I'm not going to read Deadline, not because I'm a boy. I just like it. It it consumes time that like I don't know if it's worth. It wasn't. It wasn't a particularly to... great year anyway. So you didn't really miss a try. <laughs> Some nice stuff, but the best movie of the year got snubbed. Which which was the best movie of the year? Uh, have you have you seen RRR? Have you managed to find the RRR? No. <sighs> show now you have to look this up it's on it's on netflix it is it's three hours long you don't have to watch it all in one piece but it is um you'll want a remarkable movie and it is i think the best movie of the year and of course it's been completely shut out except for some song nominations and i'm not i'm not joe joe's underselling it i mean i i know you it's it's a wild over-the-top action-packed comedy drama action film musical uh, it's, it's, we had the, the director on a little while ago. It's phenomenal. There's a great, um, thing going around Twitter of a screening on it from a week ago of Jim Cameron, just nerding out all over the director at a screening. And, and I am not even remotely exaggerating that, uh, when I went to see it the second time in IMAX at the Chinese a couple months ago, it was the greatest time I have ever had in a movie theater. Like, when you say R R R, you mean literally the letter R. Yes, that it, R, it means R. it means that is the title. It means uh, what is it? Uh, something in rebellion. I have no idea what it means. Rock, <laughs> rock no revolt and uh, whatever it is, but it's a period. Sure, picture, and it's uh, it's yep. it's really astonishing. But you can't even. I mean, it's it's 
you'll never be able to watch a Marvel movie again. You'll never. I mean, it's just it's, it's everything Marvel movies have wanted to be and have never managed to. Yeah, yeah. And is it's it English this, language? No, no. It's in sub. It's Indian. It's um, uh, from Hollywood, and it's uh, subtitled. But it is. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how many. It just you got to trust me on this one. It, uh, you know, I, uh, it's it's worth it's worth the effort. Believe me. It is so uh, worth the effort. It is worth I cannot it. point to an example where you've led me astray, my friend. Well, there you go. Well, that puts you out a small category. That's a great <laughs> start. So I guess we, as long, let's start on a high note. Our guest is Alex C., who is, um, I've known him forever, but I thought I'd check the Wikipedia to make sure I didn't miss anything. And I had. He's a United States magistrate judge of the U.S. District Court <laughs> for the Northern District of California and formerly the acting U.S. attorney for the Northern I missed all this uh, in our association. I'm so happy that that man exists and that that man is also Alex C, at least based in San Francisco, so that people can't find me. And if they do try <laughs> to find me, they think I'm a judge and they don't want to fuck with me. You know what I mean? There you go. That's that's good. Yeah, my, my guy is a, um, a professional hockey player. <laughs> and and uh, every now and then um, I do, I'll confess, I, I Google myself or I'll, I'll do a name search on Twitter and I get to hear about uh, how he's like, uh, you know, he just scored 73 goals last month. And he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But um, a is, is there a Joe? You got, the, you got hockey player shoulders, bro. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, Joe, is there, a, is there, I don't think though, there's not another Joe Dante out there. No, there's a Michael. Confusing. He's an actor. But he's been, he, is there, okay. he he's quite a bit older. Yeah, he, I think he's still around. He's quite a bit older than I but he's not out there confusing your friends and no, friends. no, no. <laughs> that stuff's so fun. Uh, anyway, no, Alex is Alex is a great writer. Um, he was the co-writer of uh, the Watchmen movie, um, the 2018 Superfly remake, and along with uh, this guy Riza, who's uh, I think I think uh, it's a day job for him, right? Um, is the showrunner on Wu Tang and American Saga, who's third season begins in February and um, we are very psyched. I've been wanting to lure him on for a while and we are psyched to have him here to talk about uh, the movies that, um, I don't know, Joe, what made him? Uh, that's, that's the bromide. Yeah. Is that the idea? <laughs> and, and I put Alex on the spot. I love, I love when you have friends on cause it's like, you know, when you have your, uh, your, your some some people on when they come to us today through a PR person, you're you're anxious about scaring them away. So you're like, yes, tell us your ten favorite movies. But but when it's someone I know, I like to I like to really put it to them and force them to do some work. And and Alex Alex came through. I think. Do you want to just sort of describe the uh, the theme of your uh, your movies? Yeah, I think if I could paraphrase, I don't remember exactly what I had emailed you, but it's um, Even ten better. movies. Uh, where the experience of watching the movie, whether it was good or bad, has continued to stay with me uh, throughout the years. Um, and for some reasons, I, I don't know why. I literally don't know why. I mean, I guess some, of them are, some movies I don't necessarily particularly like or hate or whatever, and some of them I loved, right? But some of them I just always remember how I saw the movie. And um, I don't know if it's just self-examination. I do question myself, like, why do I fucking keep remembering different parts of my life that I saw this movie, how I saw the movie and kind of how, what I was feeling during the movie. Uh, and it's not always that I like the movie. Some, you know, like I said, but I don't, I still 
don't know why. Maybe we will come to some answers uh, <laughs> with your both your sage advice, but uh, I, I, I truly don't sometimes. Well, that, that is why we're here, my friend. Um, well, why don't we, let's, let's just jump in. I mean, you're, before we do, actually, we should say, like, you know, Alex is a great screenwriter. One of the, you've also worked with Michael Mann, um, mm-hmm. which, which uh, I've always been in awe of. Alex is like, oh yeah, I've done that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you've, you've been at this a long time. Um, where, what, what's your experience? Like, what is your movie experience growing up before you get into this? Were you like, uh, cause I know you're, you're, uh, maybe a year or two younger than me and uh, two or three years younger than Joe, the, um, <laughs> were, were, was the theatrical motion picture experience your primary one growing up or were you more of like a video kid? What was the, well, my parents were, and we can get it. And some of these movies relate to that. Um, my, both of my parents were huge and my uncle who was a big influence too. They were huge movie people, uh, both in person and, uh, playing movies, watching movies on television, and and um, you know, and you know, we had a ho- we also had a holiday tradition of my entire family, Christmas Eve, watching two movies, uh, with my both with my grandparents and and everything like that. So, um, I who, would who chose, who picked them? Generally, two. my uncle, my uncle Francis. Okay, uh, with um, um, tremendous taste in both literature, jazz. And uh, film, you know, a really big influence on me in that regard. Um, I'm sh- sure there was probably some arguments uh, behind the scenes because uh, someone had to go actually go to the video store and rent it. Um, uh, I was not privy to that because I was so a kid. But um, but many inappropriate movies uh, were, were viewed, um, nice. some of which on this list. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Excellent. Um, I would say that it was parallel for me that. Uh, comic books. So I think, even though I also read, mm. I think, you know, movies and comics were the most impactful to me. Right. Well, cool. Well, let's, let's jump in, man. Do you want to do, are there any, is a rhyme or reason to your list? Or you just want to grab one at random? And No, I'll let you pick. Uh, oh, well, okay, fine. Theoretically, I haven't seen the list. See, but he's, they all, they always give it away. <laughs> Joe hasn't. Okay. Here's one I actually want to discuss with you on, on several levels, but uh, Blair Witch Project, we're going to start with. Yeah, so um, maybe naively, so I kind of have always felt like context, uh, which almost defies the purpose of this uh, of the list. I kind of always felt like if you can hear it and you can see it, that your environment doesn't matter mm-hmm. of how you perceive the movie, right? Just you know, uh, and this is a case where I think it shattered my shattered that for me when I look back on it and also during that time because you have to, the context of which I saw it, which was um, at the time, you know, and speaking of Michael Mann, I had maybe been in LA for a year. So I don't know when it came up, like maybe it was the 99. And uh, my roommate uh, who had a brief stint uh, writing for Variety had that transitioned into being a programmer for the, um, what is it? The LA film, it's like the LA something film, but it's basically the LA film festival. So he was a programmer uh, for that. And uh, in the Michael Mann style and, and because of laziness, we had a 1,600 square foot apartment that was basically empty that we didn't furnish that had a TV slash video combo that just sat in the middle of this pretty big living room. Um, and so while he was programmed for LA, he would always, I'd come, 
I was uh, temping at Disney at the time, and I'd come home, and you'd be like, ah, you know, there's this movie. It's supposed to be great. Like, let's 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 watch this. And inevitably, we would watch like seven minutes, and like this is not great, uh, and move on. So finally, after about three or four whacks at it, I came home one day, and he's like let's watch this movie. It's supposed to be great. And I'm like, you've said this every day. He's like, no, I swear this is great. It's called the Blair Witch Project. And I'm like, no, wait, let me just contextualize this because this actually really matters to this film. Was this before it had come out officially? Yes. But okay. Yeah, Cause never, no one had heard it. Like I was right. like, what? You know what I mean? Like, so it was literally a video cassette, right? You know what I mean? Right. He, he's like, it's this thing called the Blair Witch Project. I'm like, what the, what the hell is that? You know, it's like, it's supposed to be great. And like, that's, that's all he said. Like, that's all he knew about it. Right. And so then I watched, he puts it in, right. You know what I mean? In this probably like 20 inch screen, we're both like prone, lying prone on, there's no, because we have no seats. Like we're literally, I'm like watching this lying on the ground with you know, probably like six inches away from the screen. And it just feels like this home movie. And we're like, what, what the hell is this? Like, is this? We didn't know if it was, we legitimately did not know if it was real. And I've never seen a movie like that. I, I, I'm not like super into horror movies, but I can tell you that I was freaked the fuck out. Do you know what I mean? Like I literally checked the doors if they were locked 10 times, you know, that we had an AOL dial up. Like we were debating whether it was real or not real. Do you know what I mean? how it was they had i think they had at that time had like a fake website up mm -hmm. and then that's right um, yep. um I, it was really scary and i'm not like um like i said i'm not a horror guy and 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 um that stuff doesn't really stay with me but i have to think that the one not knowing anything about it not it being any kind of pop i think probably a month later a month later might have been sundance or something like that when it because that was the, when it played at sundance and it was the thing but like for like a month, like I didn't, we didn't know what it was, you know, there's no context for it. And, um, I, I don't know how it would have been if I watched that movie in a theater, but I can tell you just sitting there in an empty apartment, watching it on that screen, it was terrifying. And I was terrified about it, you know, and I was like, I don't know if I felt that way since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Uh I, I envy that so much. I mean, somehow <clears throat> when I was around, I was in the business. I knew, I knew. I feel like everybody I knew who saw it somehow had seen it just like right, right before I got a chance to or something. And, and so I didn't see it until it was in a theater at the new art, uh, uh, in Santa Monica. So all the hype had already happened. And, and, um, I don't mean, I mean, I think it's an amazing achievement. I, I feel like the audience I saw when we were all hyped for the greatest thing ever. And there was a lot of disappointment, but I do remember kind of walking out going, God damn it. I would have killed to have been able to see it back when it was, yeah, like a greasy VHS that you got from someone you weren't sure. How, how did you see it, Joe? What was your so at, the, at the Newark. I, I could have possibly he seen did. it at the same screening you did. Uh, but I do remember. Did that. a guy leap up at the end and scream, fuck you, movie? I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, no, in my screening, somebody left up and said, is that it? Are you telling me yeah, that's that about, it? Yep. Uh, yeah. they, there, was, there was a considerable sense of disappointment. Uh, among the yeah. audience that I saw with, which, by the way, was a packed audience. There had been a line around the block. Yep. Uh, and they were all dutifully, you know, uh, 
staring at the screen and, and, and reacting, I guess, the oh, way we the were so ready wanted to, to yeah. react. But then when it just sort of stopped, <laughs> you know, with those sort of like, oh, that's it. It's, we're out of film. Um, it, yeah. the, the, the reaction was not, uh, not great. Uh, that didn't stop it from becoming a phenomenon, however. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. it was very, very, very successful. And uh, I, I think the distributors cleaned up the movie a little bit from the one you saw because uh, the, the, uh, there was some uh, cosmetic work done uh, to make the movie a little bit slicker than it was when I think that they first got it. But it, it, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shaggy dog story. Well, you because... Because the kind, because like the stopping at the end, mm-hmm. both of us was absolutely terrible. Because like we didn't know if something, there was something wrong with the tape. Like we ejected the tape, yeah, <laughs> put it back in. We were just like, what? What is it? So, um, and I, the only, and many of these movies that I'm that are on this list, I've never seen again. Right, Blair Witch is one of them. I do remember being on a plane and it was on. And I was like, oh, let me, let me watch it for a little bit and see see how i feel and like uh it was nothing <laughs> it was nothing like and it's obviously after all the yeah. it was like huh wow like this is not like how i remember it uh obviously it's not the same environment that i remember it in but it was you know and i maybe i watched maybe like seven minutes and stopped and so i, I can imagine uh I, I can't imagine how i would have felt watching the theater with all the hype i, I think i would have received it much differently yeah, I mean, and I wonder, I never, I have no idea if like they expected the response they got. I'm sure they were hoping something obviously would, good would come out of it, but it was such a monumental response. And, um, but yeah, and it, and it suffered from that because it, it, it was a movie that was clearly designed to be seen the way you saw it. You know, if uh, I can't imagine, you know, having some friends over for dinner and popcorn and throwing on my pristine 4K Blu-ray of <laughs> which project and expecting anything. Nonetheless, it was successful uh, enough uh, yeah. to make a conventional scene. Oh. Uh, which was, you know, yeah. it was a, that was a yes. regular movie kind of thing, but they didn't try to fool yeah. you into thinking it was real. It was, it was sort of, uh, and, and it was not, it did not set the world on fire. So that was sort of the end of the series. Yeah. And I don't mean to knock. I mean, that was an amazing achievement. It, it, it really was. I just think it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a unique film or, or video, I guess, to be precise, but, uh, cool, man. How, how are we going to top that? Uh, probably aren't, <laughs> but, um, uh, let's go to another, another scratchy, grainy little indie film, uh, about independence day. So independence day, which I've, I've also not seen in its entirety, since then so i'm not a what what yeah i mean if it's been on tnt like i might watch a couple scenes but i think also maybe the so i'm not a big like substance guy and watching anything and i don't know what it was on this one where um on opening weekend my friend convinced me to do mushrooms uh, <laughs> and, well, let's go see that explains a lot oh that kind of substance <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I did I never, this. Okay. never done that ever. I'd never done, like, I don't like smoke weed and specifically to watch anything or anything like that. Uh, so I don't know how he got me. So it was a packed theater. Um, two of the people we were with did not know that me and my friend were on mushrooms. Um, and it was actually a pretty amazing experience where like, and I'm going to use words that were not appropriate. It, it felt like 
I was watching something that was both unscripted and live streamed uh, at the same time where like, I kind of know it's not real and yet I think I'm part of the movie. Even after the movie was done, because it was so many people, like, you know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? It was, that, it was that kind of feeling. And the only time I kind of fucked up was I was like really into Star Trek The Next Generation. And you know, you guys know this is like a pack, this is like opening weekend, it's like a packed theater. And Brent Spiner's in it, right? Yes. He looked much different. Yes. So I didn't. Much livelier. Yeah. And I think about. 90 seconds into his appearance, I it hit me and I just yell, holy shit, that's fucking data in, in the theater. Like I <laughs> and everyone was just like, what the fuck is your problem? Uh and that's the only time I broke character, you know what I mean? But it was um um I, I you know it, it it felt like I was part of the movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that I was participating. Uh, in a way that I've never felt in, I, mean, I guess for good reason, that I've never felt in any movie, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, at all. Um, and maybe that's that may not be about the movie. That may not be about the movie. No, it may be about the movie. No, but I think, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, I would say like, if I, it, it, I think it also has to do with the type of movie, right? I think if you, if I could have been, it could have been like Pineapple Express and maybe I wouldn't have felt the same way, right? You mm -hmm. know it could have been that. It could also have been that, you know, there's so many people, uh, you know, in the theater. And um, for that reason, I have a great, separate from the nostalgia of like being that age and with friends and stuff like that, the experience of it, it will always kind of um, have a, a special place in my memory of like, you know, because I remember what, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like I can remember watching the movie. Like I can remember the looks that I got when I was so <laughs> excited to see, you know, Brent Spiner, I can remember the the woman in the seat ahead looking at me like I was insane. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and uh, and also understanding that if she, uh, she was justified to look at me that way. <laughs> Joe, um, you were making poo pooey sounds. Are you not a fan of? Uh, no, I wasn't making any poo pooey sounds. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making poo pooey sounds. Okay. I didn't hear any poo pooey sounds. Did you hear Alex? Did you hear poo pooey sounds? <laughs> No, I think there's I, something wrong. With I, I thought you, said something, you said something like that would explain it. I think when he, uh, <laughs> I I love that movie. So it was one of those ones where I knew just like halfway through the film, I'm going to be catching shit for the rest of my life for loving this movie so much. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, I think it's a magical film. <laughs> That's not the word. I would. It it's not the word I would use. Magical mushrooms, perhaps. It tapped into <laughs> it tapped into something. Too. Do you remember? It's like it was such a different world, but the the response. Remember that trailer where you see the White House getting blown up in a trailer and the audience going insane. And it was just like, it was a time where that kind of thing wasn't anywhere, you know, post 9-11, all that stuff's different, completely different. But I remember like that was a selling point. You get to see all this amazing stuff blow up. And if the movie's any good as well, that'll be even better. But, uh, and, and I still, to me, Bill Pullman's president, like I, I want to, I want to, I want that guy. Like I just, uh, you want, you want the big menace that's that, that unites us all. And you want that guy who can give that speech before jumping into a, a jet and actually launching rockets into the aliens. It's like, ah, uh, what's, what's not to love? What's not to love? Well, also in the data scene, when he, when he, when he, when Brent Spiner's all excited that they have a sample and pull him and ask to remind him like, hey, uh, you know that a lot of people died, right, dude? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that motherfucker's right, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he's he's so funny, Brent Spiner, and so it's so twisted, and then what happens to him is is, is so so gruesome. I yeah, I, I love that movie unabashedly. But um uh how about uh let's 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 go. I want to hear you talk about it now. Um uh this is such a fun list. Joe, you're gonna love this. You're not having fun already. Uh let's talk about clueless. So clueless, I did not watch in the theater, right? Um I think this is uh you know, uh, judging a book by its cover, you know, I'd only known, uh, uh in terms of what I had watched, you know, I knew, mm-hmm. I only knew, I'd probably only seen Alicia Silverstone in, um, uh, the, uh, Aerosmith videos, the Aerosmith video. Right. Yeah. And, um, I think I probably ignored the Amy Herculin cause I'm a huge fast times fan, but I just looked at the graphic of the poster mm. never once considered to watch the movie. Like it's automatic. That movie's not for me. Right? I mean, yep. I think that it's for teens. I think this, um, you know, whatever. And so when I was in college, we went to go visit a friend of mine who's um, an actress uh, on a Succession, Natalie Gold, and uh, whose taste I like respect. Right. So we were in Miami visiting her spring break college, and I don't know how it came up. And she was like, "You haven't seen Clueless," and I'm like, "Why? Why would I?" watch clueless she's like it's great and i'm like what and again she's like we're gonna watch it we're gonna watch it tonight it's great and uh i remember being crowded in her you know bedroom with other people her sister and we watched clueless and i laughed my ass off and i sort of like there are parts of the movie that actually speak to me i'm shocked by that i found her incredibly charming Mm-hmm. Um, just like um, there's one scene in it that is still to this day a big source of debate that I present to people that we argue about which I can talk to you about in a second but um, just like the little details like when you know just Dan Haddad he was so fucking good in that movie and she, she was such a uh, he was he was such the, the, the yin and yang of like his gruffness against her sweetness and like there's a scene where I remember I don't remember if it was an apple or an orange but like she's he's they're talking to each other and she reaches just it's not even part of the scene she just reaches out the window and plucks a fruit and cuts it for him and gives it to him like (laughs) just like in the scene and i was just like like what the fuck i was laughing i was just laughing my ass off and it was um it was actually my gateway to jane austen it was like i mean yeah it was like what like this movie's what you know what i mean like this is emma like what's you know obviously i knew jane austen like emma what's what's that you know i mean and my uncle the huge also shot ah. huge Jane Austen fan. Um and then, you know, basically because of Clueless, I read Emma and Sense of Sensibility. I'm I'm not gonna say that I like the books as much as I like Clueless, uh, but it sort of opened um Clueless opened my eyes to what things that I thought might be stuffy and not for me. That oh, that's great. Yeah. Like that yeah. For me, right? Yeah. I love um, when that was happening. I remember when, like when the film came out, the, the, the one I really loved because it was even more overt was uh, Baz, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, which outraged all these, you know, stuffy English <laughs> teachers all across the country. And then lo and behold, Shakespeare's actual Romeo and Juliet, like hits the New York times bestseller list the next week. Cause all these kids are going off to read it. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, you know, like, that's like a good thing, right? You know I mean? That's like, yeah, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's the point of it. Yeah. 
Hip hop yeah, became a lot sure. like that for me, where like it opened the gateway to other forms of music that like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known or known as well. It's like, wait, what's that sample? And then like, you know, and so Clueless was kind of almost like the thing. Now, the scene that I will bring up often to people, which almost is basically a hundred percent split down gender line of where they stand, mm. which is this scene bothers me. I'm not the scene, the 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 the, the story point. It always bothered me when I watched it. We talked about it actually the first time I seen the film. I'm like, hey man, does this bother you? Split down along gender lines of who watched it. And over the years, whenever I bring it up, and I generally bring it up to a group of people, I'll always almost 97% of the time put along gender lines, which is this. In the end, spoiler alert, <laughs> Cher hooks up with Paul Rudd. I mean, so Alicia Silverstone's character hooks up with I forgot what Paul Rudd's character's name who was, for a short period of time, her stepbrother. Right. Right? I think that's fucked up. I don't care if they were stepbrothers, uh, step-siblings for a week, a month, two months. <laughs> like, that was always, like, really fucked up to me because I just was like, but the dynamic of the relationship established. Almost all, just anecdotally, all women that I talk to think, like I'm crazy like what's wrong with that and I would say there's been a couple men who who did that but almost all the men that I bring that up to is like yeah that's fucking weird that's kind of fucked up you know what I mean I don't know what your stance is on step let's just remove all the pornography we may have recently absorbed and just just go with the core what is your opinion of step sibling relationships like so to me it's always weird yeah, I, that's a weird, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I'll, I'll okay, go, Joe. You go a, I think I'm an agnostic on this topic. <laughs> You're voting pre. I, I am mostly, I am mostly, and I say this to somebody, I've got a, a stepsister who's, I'm, I'm as close to as, as, as my sister, sister. And, um, uh, but that's the difference. I mean, am I, it's been a long time. I mean, I feel like they're, they're, tangentially related for a brief moment in the film. Is that correct? And then kind of go there several well, ways. Well, it's a backstory. I, I forgot what the exact, so, you know, her father was married to, to you know, his mom, I think for a short period of time, maybe a, a matter of a few months. Um, but right. he's, yeah, he's I think that's okay. That's, that's okay. That's okay. I think that's okay. Wow. I think it's like, it's weirder. It's weirder if you've become actual family than if you're like someone who's just sort of flitted in and out of each other's lives and never never lived together more than a, like you had a roommate for a while. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. But why you you think generally men as a whole, men really are the ones who have a yeah, problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like? I would say in my anecdotal huh. polling, which I would uh, if I were to just kind of do a brief tally in my head, is certainly in the twenties. Um. It, I think I I uh, recall two people, but one after some pressing changed his mind. But initially, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, like eighteen. If, I, if, I, if I'm doing my rudimentary tally correctly, uh, eighteen out of twenty men agreed with me, and not oh. one woman agreed with me. Really, Andrew, well, yeah. this is this is messing with my general perception of my gender. Um, <laughs> I think we should call out the movies that messed me. <laughs> That's right. 
That must be interesting. Right, interesting. Know, a lot of this was before, this is before Pornhub and stuff like that. So maybe you know, hey, maybe maybe people will be maybe people <laughs> that has had a profound impact of how people uh, view the big Pornhub has has cleaned yes. up people's attitudes about these <laughs> things and set them on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's take a quick break and uh, how about a no for a word from our sponsor kind of thing. Um, as you probably know, if you've listened to this show before, many, if not all of the movies we discuss on the show are available at moviesunlimited.com. They're the expert on movies since 1978. You're going to find thousands of titles to choose from. I mean, thousands and thousands, uh, including most, I believe, all of the movies that uh, Alex C. is talking about this week, um, as well as classics, hard-to-find titles, and new releases, too. Buy your favorites at moviesunlimited.com. You'll find classics, imports, hard-to-find films, and, of course, new releases, too. The prices are great, and the choices are endless. Own the titles you love and enjoy all the bonus features you just don't get this week. Go now to MoviesUnlimited.com, the movie collector's website, where shipping is always free on orders over $50. Um, and, and let's talk about a movie that I think just separates the ages, because I don't know anybody over, I don't know, let's say 40, uh, who, who, who can stand this film, and everybody I know under 40, or thereabouts uh, loves it. You're you're a fan of the Goonies. <laughs> um, the Goonies, fan. Um, and again, um, no. But I think even without context, I would have loved it. But so my dad's friend owned the Grand Lake Theater uh, in Oakland, and uh, uh, we were visiting him. And my grandparents lived in Oakland, so I think we were spending the day there. And then um, the guy's name's Alan Mashon. He said, oh, you know, there's a sneak preview of a movie that I think, you know, you would, you know, your son would like. You know, do you want to go see it? Right. You know, what I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever seen a sneak, been to a sneak preview ever. You know what I mean? Um, and it was like, OK, well, what's the movie? It's like, well, it's called The Goonies. I'm like, the Goonies, like what's what's that? Do you know what I mean? And you know, you know, I know, I think you'll like it. You know, like it's it's really cool. You know, it's like there's kids in it, and you know, and and it's it's fun. Like that that's kind of just basically what I knew of the movie. And my dad was like, oh, 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 you want you want to go? And I was like, I, okay, you know what I mean? And uh, again, it was it was like love at first sight. You know what I mean? Like because I, I didn't know what it like. That's what I'm telling you is all I knew about the movie. This is. There was no like posters or you know anything you know or if there was I never saw it like I did I literally didn't know what it was and then to see I think the kids might have been a little bit older than I was when I watched it but certainly around the age um, and it was like falling in in love and then you know you double that down with like I had never seen an Asian kid um, in a movie like that mm. you know what I mean and I was like oh wow like I'd never seen that either and. Um, and I knew right away that the movie was not going to talk down to me because Chunk curses in the, in the first. Because sometimes, you know, at that age, when you're watching kids movies, like, all right, that's very clearly like they're, you're trying to talk to me like I'm a And maybe I didn't, I couldn't articulate right. it the way I'm, I'm doing it. Like, you're trying to talk to me like I'm a kid, which I know I'm a kid. Right. But you're not talking to me at my level. And the moment Chunk swears in like the first, you know, like three minutes of the movie, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see something that's fucking real. Like that's real to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Just with like the act that because I don't know if I'd seen a kid in a movie swear at that point. 
You know what I'm okay. saying? When he like watching yeah. the, the police car and he's like on the window and crushing, crushing the thing. So like you know, just setting the table. Those two things, you know. And then you just the movie. I because um, even the outsiders, like I don't remember them talking like that. And that, and then that, in my mind, I could go period on that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that doesn't right. just today. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're playing video games, they're doing things that I do as a kid. Do you know what I mean? And then they happen to go on this adventure. You know what I mean? Um, and so, um, you know, I think not knowing anything about the movie probably contributed but i think even if i did know it i would have received the movie the same way um and i right. when i said isn't that the 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 trouble you know, like the, the the asian kid is it's um it's the he's, same guy who played the kid who's just in, nominated for best yes. actor best uh, supporting actor who just that's yeah. right yeah who he, just he, yes he'd been, in, he'd been in spielberg's uh indiana jones book yeah he was yeah short round yes that yes that's right so finally getting the recognition he deserved for goonies well, the funny thing, and also racist, side by, uh, um, the funny thing, college, but also racist. Yeah. When I went to college, <laughs> people, cause I went to like a, uh, you know, like a, a art, you know, I went to Emerson. People thought I was him. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No, no. Like legitimately oh. not, not to fuck with me. They're like, Hey, hey man, were you like, were you the dude in Indiana Jones? I'm like, nah, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> um, and I would get that, um, I don't know. I would say often it was not uncommon for someone to like sincerely walk up to me, like as a fan, and ask me. Right. You should have said yes. You would have got a lot of dates. <laughs> I was like, nah, man, that ain't me. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, I'm, you know, like I said, I remember uh, while I was in the, the balcony, the first row on the balcony, and I just remember like leaning on the rail and like just enraptured by the movie and love. Yeah. It has a huge fan base because it, it's kind of a high. It does. It's like a high tech little rascals. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I? I've got. You, you just reminded. It's, you're going to love it. I don't know if I'm, it, this. This is one of the greatest racist recognition stories you're ever going to hear. You're like to. All right, let's do it. <laughs> So, so I, I made my little horror film infested and one of my oldest friends from college named Rodney Wittenberg uh, was the composer on it. He did our beautiful score. And we went to this film festival in the Hamptons with a movie and Rodney is a black guy with dreadlocks and glasses and he's large and he's very dark skinned and he looks nothing like Elvis Mitchell. And people kept... <laughs> Who was apparently people thought was, I don't know if he was there or not. And people kept coming up to him thinking he was Elvis Mitchell and he would get more and more annoyed. But we started using it to our, you know, we'd walk around in these crowds and I go, Hey, Elvis, have you seen anything good? And he'd be like, Oh, this movie infested. It's shown tonight at midnight. You got to see it. It's like the best movie at the festival. <clears throat> and, but he, you know, he's a good guy. He's good, but it just, it really annoyed him because he looks nothing like Elvis Mitchell. So he's got dreadlocks. He's black. He's got glasses. And then a couple months later, he was out in LA visiting me and we were having dinner and he was a few minutes late and he came in and he just like, he'd been laughing so hard. I was like, what, what is it? He'd come out of his hotel. I think in the lobby, he'd seen Elvis Mitchell sitting at, at, a, at a table with somebody and he thought, oh, I'm going to go up, introduce myself and tell him this story and he'll think it's laugh. And he walks up to the guy and he goes, excuse me, Elvis, I, I need to tell you. And the guy turns to me and goes, I'm not Elvis Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
That's that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Wow. Now how many of those offices are walking around out there? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, it's your show though. I apologize. No, 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 Let's... that was worth it. That's a great story. Um, as long as we're yacking it up, uh, how about one of my all-time favorite joyful movies, Straw Dogs? I'm assuming the original, right? Yes. Um, I, I think I was 14. Um, so that part, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure about the age. But again, my my father was loved movies. He also stayed a it was a night owl. We were in, I think we we're in Rome. We we're in Italy, but I think we we're in, I think it was Rome. But we were in a hotel room. Um, we all sleep in the same room. You know, my mom's dead asleep. You know, my sister's asleep. And my dad wakes me up and he's like, Do you have to watch this movie? I said, What? <laughs> what? And he's like, Wait. He woke me up. No, yeah, he goes, you don't know. He's dad, like, he, No. He like, yeah, he's like he woke me up. He's like, you gotta watch this movie, and I'm and I'm like, what? And he's just like, uh, no, this is he. He didn't remember what the the. I had to go figure out what the title was after because he didn't remember what it was called, and he was like, Dustin Hoffman fucks everyone, <laughs> fucks everyone up in this movie, and I was like, what? And so like I'm I'm I, I'm waking up, <laughs> you know what I mean? It is um, in Italian, so it's like subtitles. You know what I'm saying? Like this, so so I'm watching it, but it's got Italian subtitles, and I mean it's fucked up. But it basically like, the where where he woke me up was like a little bit before when, uh, basically before the rape scene, right? So I was like, oh, this is like, <laughs> I'm I'm waking up to some pretty intense shit. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, mm-hmm. and then I was in because it was like, um. I'm trying to say this in a way that's not fucked up. Um, because it was like, I was like, did she like that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I didn't, I yes. never, had, I had not seen like that, right? And I, you got to imagine, like, probably I, I was, that might be five minutes from when I was kind of awakened. So I was like, kind of like, whoa, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, not. I don't remember seeing something like that and feeling kind of like confused by it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, because he didn't know what it was called, I actually thought, is this some take on of Mice and Men? Because that's kind of like, wait, isn't this like the same, like he's protecting the big guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is this like, was this like some take off of this? Because like, I mean, I knew it wasn't exactly the story, but like I, I kind of recognized a similarity to it because he didn't know my dad didn't know what the title was. That's kind of where my brain was going. And then I was like, Oh, if this is like of mice and men, like they really took Liberty on this motherfucker. Cause he, <laughs> you know, he's wilding out. And I just remember like kind of, um, again, being now like first it was kind of like, I wasn't on where my dad was right. In terms of excitement and, um, you know, he knew what was going to come, right? So, like, I kind of was right. already, like, I wasn't, I was sort of like, I, I'm not, and he's kind of filling me in, like, no, no, this guy, Dustin Hoffman's like a geek, and these guys keep fucking with him, and this, and, and, and that, and I'm like, all right, so I'm kind of catching up to the, to the story, and then, you know, I really only caught the movie from there, and then, the end, and I'll just remember, like, at a certain point, like, we were just watching it together, um, 
an interesting but very positive shared experience with my with with my father you know what i mean uh watching this and watching kind of um the ingenuity of, of dustin hoffman and 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 rooting for him you know what i mean and uh you know i under, i i by the end of it uh i understood why he, he wanted me to watch the movie you know what I, mean? I don't know if he's trying to say like hey man you can you can fuck people up too you know what i mean like <laughs> people are thinking on you you know what i mean because uh, he had to wake me up from sleep to to so he had he had to wake he had to wake you up halfway through the movie and then I mean no I think he because he was because he's a big channel surfer right so like I don't think he arrived oh. on it I think when he was you know looking for shit to watch he arrived on it got excited felt like I needed to watch this and you know woke me up I and said no no you need to watch this movie and I'm you know yeah wow um yeah I mean that's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we? I don't know to say that. I mean, have you seen it <laughs> since as a kind of adult sentient? <laughs> yeah, I am. I feel like it held up. I feel like um, the same. Yeah, and then that's like kind of the opposite of just the moments of because um, I had never seen the beginning too, right? So I only right. saw it from oh. that point on, right? And then I saw the okay. and I and um um. I felt like some of the same emotions were there, right? So kind of like the opposite of, of, of um, you know, Blair Witch, where like, I started watching some of the same scenes, I'm like, huh, like that didn't, why is that not, that resonate as, as much. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I felt like it held up, the movie holds up, and my feelings towards those scenes are still like, I still are like conflicted watching that scene and like, you know, it does the things that I think challenge. You know, I guess the best word is like it was kind of challenging to me. And yeah, I mean, no, I, I, so I think it's I watch a, it again. I think it's a masterpiece. I just think it's it's really it's really really it's very dark and disturbing. And I feel like Sam Peckinpah is revealing even more of himself than he thinks he is, and or even wants to. But um, uh, and I've heard of. I mean, he he has said, you know, he had said in interviews that Dustin Hoffman's the villain in that film, which is an interesting way to look at it because. <laughs> He's he's a very he's deeply fucked up. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not not that those other gentlemen aren't uh, terrible people, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a. But I can't. Oh my god. The the I think of all the horrifying, inappropriate things my dad uh, took me to and uh, pushed me. I don't. I, I, the idea of like knowingly dragging me to straw dogs. <laughs> it's, it's wow. Wow! At least you weren't seized uh, by it, 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 at least you weren't seized by the need to remake it as Neil Levine obviously was. Oh my <laughs> <God>. yes. <laughs> yes. The, the less said, the better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so where did you see altered states? So that I'm only going to remember like basically a couple moments there because uh, okay. so I was born in 1976. I, so my mother took me to see that when I was four years old. Oh jeez. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I, <laughs> but I remember. What did you think of Patty Chayefsky's dialogue? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. However much was left in the movie. <laughs> yes. Um, but I will remember two things always, always. Right now, the first one is something that would happen to me often, just because of the cut types of movies my parents might take me to, or we would watch uh, on VHS, or whatever. So I remember having my mom cover my eyes a lot right, in the movie. Right, you know what I mean. I know. I I I think without knowing the specifics of it, I I, I did feel like I under 
understood the idea of sex at four, right? Uh, maybe maybe because of these fucking reasons, which can lead to one of these other movies on the list. Um, but I distinctly remember turning to my mother and going, mommy is the man of gorilla. <laughs> and that's it. I, I, I remember to this day, I remember those lines. I remember sitting in the theater. I remember turning to her and I remember her like, you know, having a reaction and she's, she had said as such, like she didn't know how wild I was going to get. You know what I mean? She like, well, like I, you know, knowing that she should not have taken her four-year-old son <laughs> to this movie. Um, <laughs> but I just remember, I'm like, yes. I remember saying, turning to you and saying, mommy is the man of gorilla. And she was like, she just didn't answer me. She just was like, <laughs> you know, like she was like, oh fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and, and that one I got to know, have you gone back and seen that as a, no, I have not. Oh. Um, highly recommended. Highly recommended. It's certainly, I think even even like I would say story wise, it like it may, it's probably subject matter wise, and this is maybe where we can do some self examination. Like subject matter wise, it would be it would be something like uh, uh, I would, especially where we are today with psychedelics and the study of them and all that stuff. Like I would on paper be interested, but like there is something in me that does not want to watch that movie. But I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, obviously, famously, uh, the the writer and director were at odds with each other. But I'm, 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 I'm a sorry. fan. I'm Joe. sorry, it's a it's, mess. It's just a complete <laughs> mess. It doesn't know what it wants to be. And the last the last half hour is just a, it's a it's a horror movie. It's it's Return of the Ape Man. You know, uh, it's it's a very disappointing picture from the people considering the people who created it. Not yeah, not anybody's best work, and uh, but but happy that William Hurt survived that experience to go on to do. Um, uh, altered states. Wait, you just did altered states. I mean, Major League. Let's talk about that one. I don't think Major League has ever come up on this show. Um, one of my favorite movies. I mean, look, I'm a big sports guy. One of my fantastic movies. Yeah, freaking argue that it stand that it holds up. Um, another one that I. In a reversal, I asked my dad to watch this movie. Now, it had been out for a long time, and I, I know just for whatever reason, I had not got, got around to seeing it. This, so my dad was working in L.A. at the time. You know, I, I'm from San Francisco. My, my family didn't. Um, my mom and us, we didn't want to move. So he actually com- used to commute. He, he, would, he flew every Friday from L.A. to San Francisco and left every Monday morning. So he did that for like six years. So, like, but, so we would spend a lot of time in L.A., and sometimes I would just you know, come down by myself. And so we were, there was an arcade in Westwood that I loved going to. So we were at the arcade um, and it's kind of one of those, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, uh, when I grew up, there was like a lot of stuff was always like planned. Like we we're going to do this and we're going to do this. So there wasn't like a lot of like freestyle days of like, we don't know what we're going to do. Right. And um, I don't know what it is. I said, Oh, I saw, I walked by the, I don't, I forgot which, cause there's two theaters in, in uh, UCLA and I walked by and I saw the, the poster and, and I just, we were going to go home and I said, Oh, you know, do you want to go, can we go see that major league? And he was like, what? And I'm like, can we go see major league? And he was like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? What, you know, and, um, and it was an, imp- it was not a typical thing to do to kind of improv with, with, you know, my dad and, my friend liked that, and we did. We watched the movie. Um, I loved it. I fucking cried. I cried in it. I think he, I mean, my dad was looking at me funny because I don't know if he had seen me cry in a movie. 
Um, I thought there was no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, cried it. Yeah, and he, and he it was kind of. Uh, I think it touched him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, but I also think he was like he was confused by it because he had never seen me do that before in a movie. Um, we didn't talk about it, but he, he he asked me if I was all right. And I was like, he's like, are you all right, man? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> At the end, you know what I mean? Watching Tom, watching Tom Be- Berenger fucking, first of all, like I didn't call, I did I'm like, he bunted? I'm like, what? You know, he bunted? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, first of all, like, cause I, I would have never saw that, right? You know what I mean? And, it had, and every guy that I wanted to have a moment did, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everyone, Willie Mays Hayes, Pedro, yeah. they all had, Corbin Bernson had, had, had his moment and they, and it was all moments that I, believe uh i remember watching it and i appreciated to me that i believe they could get into the playoff you know what i'm saying like because because there's so many sports movies like i don't believe it you know what i'm saying but the way they did it like i i'm like oh i i buy that i buy that they, i can believe that they made the playoffs and then now they're in the playoffs fucking tom Berenger's gonna bunt and i started crying as he's running down the bases, <laughs> my dad's looking at me like, you know, my dad was a sports guy too. Uh, I've never seen him cry uh, uh, during sports. I also never cried during a, like an actual sporting event. So for, for me to be watching a movie about a team that I don't, I'm not even like, I'm, I'm a Giants fan, I'm not an Indian fan. I think it um, puzzled him, but but he also was like, you know, dude, you're, 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 you're right, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was, you know, I, I love that. Like I've never seen it since. I kind of, oh. you're making me want to go back to it because, um, uh, elsewhere, as we just watched, uh, I would, I would, I doubt anyone would argue a, a, a even better movie written by the same guy. Uh, we just watched The Sting the other night. Mm, and yeah. just, there's something about his tone when, when he's working, David S. Ward, because Major League kind of has that. It's just, it's joyful, it's fun, but there's a, there's a bit of an edge and a bit of darkness to it. And yeah. you just, you care about the characters and, um, yeah. Yeah, but no, Major League is wonderful. And, and uh, Charlie Sheen, of course, is great in it, too. So. It holds up. I've seen it many times. Yep. Um, I will. Those, I will. Uh, movies on this list, many movies on this list I've never watched again in its entire, their entirety. And this is one that I've watched many times in its entirety. You, you a fan, Joe? Uh, I'm not a big sports guy. But, but have we met? <laughs> You you can't pay me to go to a sporting event. I my my problem. Wow, I'm surprised to hear you said because I, I figured you'd be even more like this than me. My my problem with sports is that is that they're not like movies. You know, it's like I don't care nine times out of ten. Most of the time, you go off to a baseball game or whatever, and it just it just lays there and stuff. Who cares? But in in a movie, you're you're so invested in these characters by the time of the event. It's not about the. Do you really just, you just hate no, you got to remember, I grew so up in a time when you watched, when you watched baseball on TV, there was one angle and it was from right. over the pitch, mm. over the, over the right. batter. All, all the more reason. And it was just a bunch of figures walking, you know, running around on the screen. I mean, you didn't see any, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, they didn't the have the telephoto lenses. They didn't have the coverage and right. seeing the guy spit and all like yeah. that, that. That just wasn't part of it. So it was, it was dull. I just never got into it. But a movie, a movie about a sporting event would not be shot that way. It would be cinematic. It would be entertaining. You'd care about the characters. Yeah, I saw Angels in the Outfield. I saw those there. pictures. With, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so, we've never, we've, this is our 4,000th show. We've never had this conversation. Because, yeah, I love, 
I, I hate sports. I don't hate sports. I just don't give a damn about watching them. It bores me senseless. And some of my favorite movies are sports movies. I mean, Rocky, you don't love Rocky? Um, there are enough people who love Rocky that I don't have to. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm rethinking this relationship. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If you want to read a, oh if you want to read God. a pan to Rocky, you should read Quentin Tarantino's new book, Cinema Speculation, uh, in which he goes into detail, uh, chapter detail, um, about the Rocky series. And uh, he's got a whole chapter on Stallone. That's really, really interesting and really well reasoned and, and, uh, uh, it's i recommend the book it's very very interesting yeah i'm not checking it out yet but it's it's definitely i'm, I'm looking forward to it but um i'm still i'm just i'm by uh, slap shot you're not a slap shot fan no, slap shot's good you, you're okay uh, eight men out i eight feel like out. you know the guy who made that except one, that so. eight men out yeah, problem are, was are, they all had the same haircuts and i could i had trouble telling guys apart <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I don't know how I can go on, Alex. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, how about, how about heavy metal? Let's talk about heavy metal. Where you had to be a child. Well, no, who knows? You probably saw it on video. No. Or did you see heavy metal on the theater? Um, Your mother took you to heavy metal. Yes. So this is, no one did not think know she had any metal. idea what it was. No. How could defense. she not? So, that, so, <laughs> so this is again, falls under the umbrella of like, you know, um, inappropriate but i think forming shit that my parents took me to i mean you know this the on a real quick side note like if my thing was if i got good grades in school i got to stay up and watch miami vice <laughs> right which is like is that the is that, is that count, counteracting the, the doing good in school so so my mom um thought heavy let me let me just school. let me yeah. Just very briefly, I'm going to describe the movie poster that she would have had to have walked by. There's a barely clad woman with enormous breasts riding some sort of giant lizard creature. She's got a sword up in the air. Her hair is flying everywhere. She's blonde. And it says a universe of mystery, a universe of magic, a universe of sexual fantasies. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't, maybe she wasn't the type that reads posters. Oh, clearly not, right? Um, Mom, Alex, oh my God, I want to go back and rescue you from these parents. I'm, I'm so. I might, by the way, we might yet, have, was it because we might not know each other? He wouldn't be. I here. know. I know what I'm saying. And yet, and yet, it worked out. Yeah. It, this is my thing. This stuff. People worry about this shit so much, and look what happens. It's okay. It's gonna be okay, people. So I think it was five. <laughs> um, so I remember. So, so here's the other part of the memory, right? I rem So this is the, so what I remember even more distinctly is this so my uh my mom explained to me later as old enough to uh to understand it she she thought she was taking me to an animated movie um she did i don't think she as joe said i don't think she read the poster that was she an animated her, movie though you can't take that away from it <laughs> I'll, I'll, by, and by the way i'll say at that point in time the notion of an animated film that was for anything but children was at least had been it, it was yeah, unusual. It was pretty, yeah. That, it was unusual. It was unusual. Fritz the Cat had already come out, but it would not, your mind wouldn't immediately go to that. You would assume that it was just a kid's movie. So, yeah. A so kid's think, movie about a universe of sexual fantasies. Absolutely perfectly normal. So it was a, I forgot what the theater is in Chestnut Street in San Francisco. I remember that. I, uh, I was just like, whoa, right? And, I, and the, the biggest thing, <laughs> there was a lot of eye covering. 
but not like I mean, she would have had to basically cover my eye the entire movie. So the really <laughs> yeah. aftermath of that, and the reason why I know I was five years old is because uh, I remember very clearly coming back from that movie and sitting at my the desk that I had when I was five years old and just drawing naked chicks with swords. <laughs> but yes. knowing also well enough because my mom talked to me after the movie and like uh, I remember hiding. Of course, uh, drawing breasts, and I'm not a good drawer, but like, uh, 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 but I was probably spent two weeks straight of just naked chicks, swords, all, and then my mom found them all. Just like, oh, oh no! Like she was like, I know, I know, I took you to sing, but I, it's not yes. appropriate for you to 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 draw these these things you know she's on, like, she's like, on know. shaky she's on shaky ground there i think the, uh... <laughs> yeah i mean she, i didn't get trouble I mean, I didn't, I didn't, okay good like never got yelled at for it like she didn't take my uh colored pencils away or any of that she just tried to talk to me of like you know maybe uh, don't draw breasts um sure you know uh you know i, I may have made a mistake i didn't Mommy didn't understand everything that was going to happen in, the, in there and la, 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 and so forth. So um, I don't know how, I'm sure there's maybe some correlation. I can't, I've, uh, I'm not saying I've spent a lot of time searching. I'm, I've always wondered if there was a direct correlation from that <laughs> into something that I do now. I haven't found it. I'm sure it exists. Um, but uh, again, a movie I will always remember going to and sure and even <laughs> but like, i don't remember the story you know what i'm saying right. that's one where i just remember the images and obviously well, it doesn't really have a story it's it's a series of vignettes you know but they're all they're all little yeah. i like it all i just i just what was the and naked chicks and pegasus and that kind of stuff and just trying to replicate that imagery myself uh to varying degrees of success. Right. Very healthy. Um, the closest I came to that, I was, I was a child and my dad and my stepmom took me to, I think it was a double feature. And the second horror film, you know, I was like seven or something was a movie. I, I had to recreate all this and, and figure it out and go back. And I, I would not remember the title of the film if I had never found it. It was a, an Asian film called killer snakes. Mm. Uh, pretty obscure. Do you know this film, Joe? It's, it's about a guy who's basically a janitor in a uh, house of ill repute. And none of the none of the prostitutes will uh, give him the time of day, and so he starts killing them with snakes. But um, like, it's just wall to wall naked naked women. And <laughs> about half an hour into the movie, I remember my my dad made my stepmother take me home. Uh, so so. All half an hour. It's it's fifteen well, yeah, well, minutes you know, too late. <laughs> you know, maybe 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 they'll stop taking off their clothes once he starts killing them. I think. <laughs> Um, but wow, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, well, we have, we have <laughs> two more to go. I let, let's talk about this one first and then, and then we'll go to one I think is sort of appropriate, uh, to your current station, uh, Alex, but let, let's talk about the Zodiac first, man. Cause I, I, I also, just, I don't know what your circumstances were. I knew you were certainly old enough to actually appreciate it on its own merits. So that was a movie I remember sort of enjoying the first time I saw it. And then feeling compelled to go back to it again. And literally every time I see it, it's just one of those movies. It's not like seven that just 
just knocked me out the first time I saw it. Every time I see Zodiac, it it reveals itself as an even better movie than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's it's always better than it was the time before that. I mean, I think it's a masterpiece. But what was your? You saw it in a theater, I assume, or you? A- yeah, um, I think you would appreciate it more actually if you had some of my context, which is uh, born and raised in San Francisco. So you understand when we grew up. And it was trick-or-treating, the Zodiac killer is going to come kill you. You know what I mean? Like the Zodiac killer. Sure, yeah. So do you, we just grew up with the Zodiac killer in mind always, right? Because they never caught him. Right. And you know what I mean? We're in the area and it would just be like this thing of like, you know, he's supposed to come back this year and kill, kill all the trick-or-treaters. Maybe you want to stay home. All this stuff. So it was like a running thing always growing up with kids, right? Um, I'm also, uh, um, well, before I get to that, so... The other part, um, I knew her. We were not friends, but my classmate was Margot Graceman, who was Robert Graceman's daughter. And so, you know, that gives oh, you know, you know, Margot's dad wrote that book on the Zodiac, and I'm like, really? You know what I mean? So then, eventually, I read the book when I was in middle school. I don't know if I was like seventh grade, maybe seventh or eighth. That book terrified me. I slept with my baseball bat for like two weeks. After that, I slept and literally slept with my base, baseball bat that the book there. So I know I knew the 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 book was present. So all these years later, they're gonna do the Zodiac movie, and I'm like, all right, well, I gotta go, I gotta go see this. And Fincher's gonna do it, whatever. And um, I was living in Long Beach at the time. It was the opening week, but no one was there. It was I I mistakenly saw it at night. And it like it was like me and like two other people, and I'm also a little bit of a San Francisco snob. Like I hate um, just that when the city gets treated like a backdrop. Like okay, to in this movie the Golden Gate Bridge is going to collapse. This movie the Golden Gate Bridge is going to explode. Except this time it's mutants. It's like all right, you know. I mean, where's no one's ever? I mean, I think since then, but at the time there was not a lot of people who captured the character of the city. Mm-hmm. So, um, one, having been an, I won't say an expert, but a little bit of growing up with the Zodiac and a bit of a nerd and knowing the book. And mm-hmm. now being in the business, having a under, you know, higher level of understanding of filmmaking and really, really appreciating the fucking level of detail that David Finch yeah. put on this movie that like, and there are details there that only like people, like people who grew up in San Francisco would know, like, holy shit, he just did the North Point Theater. Like, oh, that's the original Joe's. Like things that actually, I mean, look, let's just, if we're just keeping a hundred outside the authenticity, like it has no effect on the, the scene itself, right? There's no, right. no, sure. They're not, it's not like, any part of the dramatic telling of the scene. I can't imagine how much money those things cost. Like I'm just giving you two examples, but I would see everything and so appreciate it, but also know like 0.5% of the people are going to catch that. (laughs) Literally 0.5, if not less. But here's, here's what, here's what I'll tell you as somebody, you know, I mean, I've noticed this in other things too, and I'm I'm not from, you know, I've spent time in San Francisco, but I'm certainly not doing that with the film. Here's what I am 
doing. And I'm doing it probably more the second time I'm seeing it even more the third time. I'm going, there's literally no way whatever the hell they're doing right here isn't completely accurate because it's so detailed. And you can, it, it, it goes to this just deep, deep, deep authenticity in the film that somehow you can tell. I've never been to this location, but I guarantee you that restaurant had those placemats in 1972. There's no way they wouldn't have, you know, because it's just, it's so meticulous. And it just, it creates an environment to the film that, that is, is part and parcel of its, its greatness, I think. So I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing when you can be part of that and where you can actually recognize it. But I think it does play to people who've never, and even if you're not consciously doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's like 2% of the audience are idiots like me going, oh, I bet that's accurate. But the rest of you, it's just creating this psychological effect of like, I am there. This feels real. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like you, you can only appreciate it greater. You know what I'm saying? And yes. it's like him, yeah. people like him, and I've never worked with him but like also people like Michael Mann were like, that shit matters to them. And oh yeah, maybe you could point to a line items on a budget and say like, is it worth it? But it is worth it to like me, like, you know, a movie to movie, like, you know, like it, it you know, I couldn't sit there and say like that it, it matches the dollar amount that you spent on it. But like, it, I can also, I can also tell you that like that shit fucking matters, man. It really matters. Yep. And beyond the Zodiac story, those like, and um, I, I think if I watched that in college, I still some of the stuff what I would have nerded out on, but I would still wouldn't could not I would have been incapable of appreciating the level of detail uh, of that film had I not been working in the business at that point, right? So I think it was like this kind of nexus of of at that time working in the business, um, knowing the subject matter, being from San Francisco and just like, holy shit. Like this is like, I, 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 I can't, I appreciate the filmmaking of it. It was like an appreciation of the filmmaking that like I had not, that was more, that was so specific to me, even though like, you know, I'm not a fucking serial killer or, anything, or a detective or anything like that, but um, mm-hmm. it was a, it was, uh, I just remember like watching it and just fucking like appreciating the frames. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I, and I yeah. I'm sure maybe that happened before, but not like in the, not that I recall in terms of when I saw the movie, Do you know what I'm saying? That right. movie. And then, right. then what happened after, which was like, which was then the next, the next time I, uh, I felt as scared as I did watching the Blair Witch Project, which then I walked out of the, the theater terrified. Um, and I go home and, uh, you know, in Long Beach that, you know, not a lot of places have AC. So our home didn't, we had a big fan and, you know, all the doors had to be open and I gone alone. My wife was at home. So she's like, what's wrong? Like, cause I was like, like, like kind of freaked out. Right. And I just immediately started locking every door. Right. You know what I mean? And I, so our bedroom had these like big, uh, 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 you know, glass doors that, you know, but it was like an older home. And I, and so it's an older door. And so I locked to turn to lock the door and the lock just fell apart. Like, Oh no. Just like fell apart. Like I just watched a serial killer movie. I'm terrified. And now the lock to this, this door to our, our bedroom had like literally like it never done it before. It like fell apart. I'm, she's like, what's wrong? With you? I'm, like, I'm like freaking out. And we're staying um, in a motel tonight. <laughs> 
Luckily, I, I, uh, I had worked actually at a locksmith, my, uh, my high school weekend job, I worked at a locksmith, so I had a rudimentary understanding of how to put this lock back together. Oh, nice. And I had such relief of making that lock work um, because the movie left me terrified for not just the story, but again, the attention of detail, making you feel how it made me feel. And I think, you know, obviously as we're talking about all those things contributed to it and, and um, yeah, I think it's, I just really appreciated that movie. Yeah. No, it's an amazing, you're, you've got to be a fan, right, Joe? Oh yeah. It's great. Movie. I mean, I, I, and tell me I'm wrong. Cause I'm about, it, it hits me as we're sitting here marveling at the authenticity. Am I incorrect? However, when they go to see dirty Harry, the movie theater that they shoot inside is actually in Westwood. Well, a lot of Dirty Harry was shot in LA and on the border backlot. There is stuff. There is stuff at San Francisco. No, no. I mean, I mean, when they're in, when they're in the theater, remember in Zodiac, and they're watching Dirty Harry, which is about the Zodiac investigation. They walk out into the lobby of the theater, and the theater that the characters in Zodiac are in is actually, um, I can't, not the Avco. It's the one. Um, it's right in the center. It used to be at least uh, of Westwood. Nothing. No, I don't no, I mean, I just remember him when he walked outside. It was the North Point Theater, like it was literally. Yeah, he walks outside yes, when, uh, when yeah. they're inside, and he has that I encounter with the guy. It's that 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 I couldn't but um, couldn't point out one way or the other. To be honest with you, even though I've been in the North Point Theater, yeah. And then I have to ask if you're 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 from there. You spent time studying this. I have my own theories. I'm nowhere near as informed on it as you are. Uh, it's Ted Cruz, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I thought it was Ted Cruz's dad. No, 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 he killed JFK. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which, which understandably would, you know, growing up in that household. The dead for his crime family. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, let's go out of what I thought. Let, let, let's do this because it's thematically apt, considering the fact that you are uh, co-running co a show about um, uh, one of America's premier hip-hop groups, uh, a movie about another one of America's great hip-hop groups, uh, Fear, Fear of a Black Hat. So this one's a little bit of a, uh, a skew from the topic list, but I, I really wanted to, this was one, uh, I don't know why people don't talk about this movie more. This is one that like I tried to will my friends and I, I tried to will it on them, you know, and, and, and some of them like, so like, I not really heard about them. I, I would see it at like Tower Records. And again, mm -hmm. kind of similar to Clueless, I you know because of the way the poster looks. Like I was just like, "What the hell is that?" You know what I mean? Like it was very dismissive of it. Um, and I, um, um, I think I had read in an article that basically that that movie was it was like a it was like Spinal Tap. I'm like, "What? Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that? Do you know what I mean? Like what?" And then I had to, I took a little bit of a closer look, and I still didn't like buy it, right? You know what I mean? Um, and then it was like on sale for like three ninety nine, you know what I mean? And so I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I bought some CDs, I bought it and, um, respectfully, right. Of the genre. Like I thought I was going to love CB4. Um, no, I just did. I just thought like, Oh yeah. Cause I can see, so clearly this is a parody of NWA. Like I could, I can, I could see it, right. You could see it in the poster. Right. So like that, like I understood, mm -hmm. I, I didn't looking at the box of fear of the black hat. You like, it doesn't evoke that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so like I had to be kind of 
convinced to give it a shot. And like, so that movie was what I thought CB4 was going to be. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, like this, this is the movie I was looking for. Do you know what I mean? Right. And again, just laughing my ass off. The funniest line to me in that movie is when um, Casey Lemons is like, you know, um, they're just, you know, because they're, you know, they're, they're either interviewing the group and it's like, you know, she's, I forgot what Rusty Cundiff says. And then she's like, well, they say it's the quiet ones you should watch out for. And then the other guy jumps in and he's like, and if you notice, I ain't said shit yet. <laughs> I just fucking lost it. You know what I mean? And, and it also covered more of the, the hip hop genres. It wasn't just like gangster. Right. Like it started kind of leaking into those other things. So it kind of like, for me, spoke on uh, a, a bigger segment of, of hip hop. And, and, and so like, I was like, why does no one know this movie? So like, I would do the thing where first I would try to get my friends to watch it. And yeah, some of them were like, oh yeah, it's funny. But like, no one found it as funny as I did. And I would then do the thing where like, I would just have it because a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of times my friends came to my house, you know, hung out with, you know, so I, I had people at the house a lot when I was in high school and all that stuff. And I would just put it on in the background. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would just hope that motherfuckers would pick up on it. No, it one, no one really did. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> no one, no one did. It was like, what is it? Can we watch something? And I was just like, this movie is hilarious. Like what? How come? And I, uh, and I, I think it is a brilliant, I think it's a brilliant movie. Um, I've, I went through a period where I was watching that like all the time. Um, and I, to the point where like, um, I think I was the only one that geeked out when I was at temp at Disney, Rusty kind of came in to pitch. Um, there was a treatment. I read it. I knew they wouldn't do it, but he went in to pitch it. He came in with a, a imagine and it was, um, I think it was, it was smoochy. It was about a dog. It was a dog movie. It was fucking okay. hilarious. It was hilarious. And uh, I just was like, for that reason, like, so like rooting, you know, uh, uh, like, can you see this man's brilliance? Like this, this movie is also brilliant, <laughs> but I knew it didn't fit the brand of what the, you know, cause it was kind of, if I recall it, there, you know, it was, there was some dirty shit in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, even though Hollywood pictures still existed then, I'm like, they're not going to do this movie. You know what I mean? But I just remember like being such a nerd and wanting to see him and, you know, just looking whenever they, they open the door looking and I'm like, Oh man, that's the dude. You know, I never said anything to them. Um, but I just think it's a brilliant movie um, that, and, 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 and um, a hugely unappreciated movie. Cause if I ever bring it up, I get, I get so many blank looks. That I, that I think it's unfair. That's the first time it's ever come up on this show. Yeah. That is for sure. Uh, I remember enjoying it. I honestly, I can't remember much beyond that. And I think I do get it confused with, with the other one. The um, Here's my question, because now you're you're in the world you're in, working uh, with Wu-Tang and Riz and everything. Is it, you know, like Spinal Tap, there isn't a white touring rock band of, of a certain age, at least, that uh, didn't wear out their copy of Spinal Tap on a tour bus. Um, does Fear of a Black Hat have any kind of traction like that in the hip hop community? Do you no. think? Have you talked to those guys? No. No. Like, I brought up to Rizzo once. I don't remember if he had seen it or not, but there was no, there was no Im impact. Not even like CB, you know, CB4, like, you know, but maybe I'm talking also talking, um, but actually the other hip hop groups that I work with too, but I'm not saying if it's a huge sample size, but they didn't know what the fuck it was either. Um, uh. But I don't know who was, Cause it was like indie, like I don't. There was no studio behind it, so that, I think that was another thing. 
But yeah. I do think because the way the um, box looks, it kind of looks like in living color-ish. Mm-hmm. And I think it does it a disservice because it they didn't get me like that. I kind of was like, what is, you know, I kind of rolled my eyes at it when I saw it in the store. Like, I'm not even, yeah. like, I didn't even, like, you know, again, maybe that says more. I'll be like, I would walk, I just walked by it. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I didn't pick it up and look at the back. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, maybe not the easiest title to sell. No, but I, I think it was a, so like, all right. So, so CB4, like, look like the NWA cover, right? Fear of Black Hat and I could be mistaken, is at least kind of a play of uh, Fear of Black Planet. Fear of Black Planet, yeah. Public Enemy, right? But it didn't even look like that. It didn't even come close to that. So it was very confusing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, So I'm like, I don't know what it is. Then there's just a dude with a hat. But like, when, then when you, wa- you watch it, I'm like, oh, right? And it's like, uh, NWH, in words with hats. Because, you know, now we, you know, before we used to be in the field, but now we got some shade. And you're just like, fucking like, like that's fucking actually brilliant like what how come this box doesn't match that you know what i'm saying like the for me the box didn't match the brilliance you know what i'm saying and so i mean it could be a shame on me too for the same thing with clueless like i walk right so i look at the poster i'm like that's not for me and kept moving until someone had said no you need to watch this you know right yeah yeah no i i uh fantastic man well that that's um that is a great little journey you've taken us on. <laughs> uh, very, very happy to have lured you into our den here, my friend. Um, when, when is uh, uh, when the third season drops? When? Where can people see it? What's the third and final season uh, drops on Hulu uh, February fifteenth? Uh, we dropped the first three episodes. Um, it's always on a Wednesday, as we call it, Woo Wednesday. Um, so first three, and then one week after that. Oh, you mean like a real, like, like, not a real TV show. It is a real, but like, uh, like they used to do in the old days. We, him and me and Rizzo, (laughs) me and Rizzo pushed hard for that. We pushed real hard for that. Really? For a, for a weekly thing? Yeah. I mean, um, let me, I don't know if we want to even sidebar for one minute on this. Um, in my opinion, right. You know, I think bingeable series might make like a, a big kind of impact initially. And then I think it can not always, but sometimes can kind of exit the conversation quick too. Yeah, no, it's a weird, like you can watch some giant show and spend, you know, give it three days and plow through 15, 16 hours or something. Yeah. And it's the center of your world for a while. Every night it's like, let's get home in time to do four. And then a week later you forgot. That's because it's not part of your life. You know, I mean, the the thing about schedule, you you know, there was a weekend between some other show now. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say the thing I do like, and maybe it's just as I get older, or also it's like the culture just explodes. I appreciate the fact that I don't have to remember week to week what the hell went on last week. There's arguments on both sides, but yeah, no, the fact that it remains in the culture and in your sort of mind for a longer period of time is yeah. for sure a good argument for that. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, listen, good, good, best of luck with, with this season as well. Uh, we're looking forward to it. And thanks, Alex. Thank you for coming on. No, thank you so much. Yes, it was a and, pleasure. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we need to have your parents on and talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think uh, oh, my, my mother still always. I don't think, I don't know if she always loves it that I talk about it. She has some residual guilt. Uh, there are movies now on that list that I know she took me to. So some, some she cannot deny, such as Heavy Metal and All Stage. 
and some like prom night and the executioner um she denies and I think as well she should you have how can you deny it like there's no reason why I would know the movie like I, I right I, you know what I mean like I, I but mean, here's I the important thing it. as long as she as long as she feels guilty that's the important yeah, thing that's exactly. the important thing it's the only thing I can hang over I got as as someone whose mother threw out my comic books when I was about twelve because they were all trash. Oh, everybody's oh, yeah. mother threw out oh, their comic terrible. books as soon as you went away to summer camp. The you fact, came back, no comic books. But believe me, here we are, decades later. The fact that I got nominated for adapting a graphic novel is not something I let go by. <laughs> I, I, st I still bring it up. She still feels terrible. So oh. I think really that's what we're saying is the important thing is make your parents feel bad about. It. The Movies That Made Me is the official podcast of Trailers From Hell, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. We are proud to be part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Learn more at airwavemedia.com. This is Josh Olsen for The Movies That Made Me. As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.